Want to learn how to handle or solve any problem? I know, right? Stay tuned. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. When you're faced with a problem or you find yourself worried, sometimes it's so hard not to think of anything else but that problem. Sometimes we get totally caught up in whatever that issue is and we make it about ourselves. And I want us to think of things a lot different. We allow ourselves to be swept up and sucked in to things and we make it our issue when they really aren't our problems. Now, hear me out on this. I know it sounds odd, but I'm not saying we don't have concerns. I'm saying there's a way to approach things because we're not in control of our problem if our problem is controlling us. I'm going to say that again. If we allow our problem to overtake us and we're thinking about it so much that we're allowing our problem to control us, how can we control the problem? So let's just get right down to it. How can we handle or solve any problem? I'm gonna give you six solutions that you can have as a takeaway. I suggest grabbing a pen and a paper because it's gonna be some juicy things in here that's gonna be super helpful. One of the things I wanna make clear, it may not be necessary to use all six of the solutions for every problem. I'm just gonna give you these six solutions and you can pick and choose. Sometimes you're gonna need to use every one of these solutions and probably a few more that you've found somewhere else. Use the solutions that you need in order to solve your particular problem. So solution number one, don't take it personal. Now again, it's very difficult and it sounds weird. I'm telling you, don't take your problems personal. So you're like, Brittany, seriously, don't take my problem personal. It's all about me. Yeah, but think of it like this, okay? Whenever we're solving a good friend's problem, we don't take it personal. We can think clearly when we're not taking it personal. So think of it as if your problem is someone else's problem and you step back and you're taking more of a diplomatic approach. And we tend to do this all the time throughout the day. We're solving problems for our friends, our coworkers, our spouses, our kids, whoever, people on the street. We're always solving problems. That's who we are. We're problem solvers. But when it comes to us, we take it personal and we can't step back and we tend not to remove ourselves because we are ourselves. It's really hard to do, but we tend to be more gentle on others than we are on ourselves. And what I mean by that is, is that we can give somebody else a positive spin super quick. Whatever they're going through, 
we can just spout out a positive spin for them. So if somebody says like, I'm just never gonna be able to do this. I'm just never gonna be able to start a business. There's no way I have no skills, no talents. I don't have the connections. And you can just come right back to them with just as many positive, if not more positive responses because you're on the outside looking in you're able to give them positive responses to say, yes, you can do it. You've actually been working for your company for X amount of years and you've been able to give this and you've been able to provide this or you're able to say you've been an amazing mom for these amount of years and you have done great with this and you know how to tell other moms how to potty train their kids. I mean, just whatever it is, you can come up with, tons of positive responses to refute almost every one of their negative responses. And those of us with kids, we do this literally all the time. When your kid tells you, I can't do it, I can't do it. And you're like, yes, you can, honey. And you're calming them down. And you're like, yes, you can just relax and you can do this. And you speak to them in a way that you're supporting them. And that's the way we need to speak to ourselves. That's the self-talk that we need to have with ourselves. We need to give the problem a positive spin. We need to be our own best cheerleader because nobody should cheerlead our, our problems with a positive spin better than we can. So we need to do that for ourselves. We don't need to pity ourselves. We need to cheer ourselves on. We also need to really think about it just to make this concept easier of not taking it personal. We need to think of it as this problem, this issue does not define my entire being. It does not define who I am as a person. It's just this issue. That's just this problem. Be authentic with yourself and just know, hey, that's this. Something else, maybe I am super great on, but this is my problem. Let's just focus on the actual problem and solving it and not focus on our personal effects from it. I know that sounds difficult, but I guarantee you, if you can step away from taking it personal, you'll be able to see the problem more clearly and address it. So that actually brings me to solution number two or way number two to handle or solve any problem. Clearly define the issue, clearly define the problem. If you can't clearly define the problem, is it really a problem? I mean, think of it like that. Is it really a problem if you can't clearly define it? If you kind of, I know something is wrong, but I don't know what it is. Okay, is that negative self-talk? Is that negative self-talk? And you're trying to create a problem or is it really a problem? If it's really a problem, define it. Can you solve your problem? Can anyone solve the problem? If not, if no one can solve this problem, accept the uncertainty and weigh its importance. How important is it? And if it is still important, then think of alternatives that you can make. But a lot of times when we clearly define the problem, Sometimes it's not near as important as we thought it was. Is it worth your energy? Yes, it may be a problem, but is this particular problem worth your energy? So tell a story, write it all down, write your story, create a movie in your mind and see it. How do you want it to end? How do you want this problem to end? How do you want it to be solved or corrected? Solution number three 
is pay it forward. So this, again, is gonna sound odd, but I want you guys to really grasp the concept here. While you're in the midst of your problem, I want you to think or find someone, think of someone that you can go and help. Go help someone else with their problem. I know you're like, Brittany, you are totally out of your mind. I I already don't have time to solve my problem. I'm head over heels in love with my own life that I do not want to go jump into someone else's life and try and solve their problem. Well, I really want you to think about this because when you go and help solve someone else's problems, you stop for a while and you refocus. So I want you to solve some of these problems of something that you can do, something that you're good at or that you can be good at easily. Now, of course, you don't want to go create a problem with a problem, but if you can go and solve someone's problem, for example, you have expertise in something in particular and someone has a problem with it you can just quickly go and answer their questions or help them solve a problem. Or if you are a great painter and someone is having some problems with paint. So while you're in the midst of your problem, help someone else with theirs. I know you're like, Brittany, you are losing your mind. You just told me to go and create a problem with a problem by helping someone else with their problem. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is don't create a problem with a problem, but go help someone solve a problem that does not create a problem for you. And what I mean by that is if you can go and help someone in your expertise or something that you can do. So it doesn't even actually have to be in your field, but if it's something you can do, just go help someone else. It helps separate you from your problem or your issue at the time helps clear your mind and it also helps you find gratitude and self-confidence in yourself you have to find self-gratitude what are you grateful for what are the things that you're grateful for and if you can go help someone else even if you had a horrible day you will feel so much better and have so much more confidence and self-acceptance if you go and help someone else One of the things that you have to keep in mind when you do help someone else is don't expect anything in return. Don't go helping someone expecting for them to turn around and say, okay, well, this particular person has got to solve my problem because I just helped them. No, you do it selflessly. You go help someone because honestly, it helps you probably more than it's helping them because it helps put things into perspective. It helps you see that, hey, I'm good at something. It may not have anything at all to do with your problem, but it reminds you I'm good at something and I can be appreciated for something. Now again, do this not looking for anything in return. You just go and help someone with your problem. You pay it forward because chances are further down the line, someone, if they hadn't already, is gonna pay it forward for you. So just remember when you're going through it, Think about those other people that can possibly be going through it as well. And you stop, take a short pivot and help them with their problem and resume back to your issue. Now, I've done this so many times where at one point I was thinking, you know what, this is such a waste of time. This is such a waste of time. And I paused my life 
and I have helped someone else with their problem and stepped back into my own issue and realized, oh my goodness, it's so much easier now. My perspective is so much different. And what I thought was a problem really isn't a problem, especially after I dealt with this person over here and what they were going through. Or even if it wasn't that major, it just kind of helps open your mind and clear your own thoughts. It could even be a quick phone call with someone to help solve their problem. Maybe it's something more more detailed. Maybe you're going to go help someone. Maybe you're going to babysit for someone or maybe I have no idea, but this is something that you can just use your own experiences to help someone even if it's giving quick free legal advice if you're a legal person. I'm not telling you to give somebody legal advice if that's not your forte, but or if it's giving to somebody another crafter some crafting advice. Say it's giving another digital marketer advice on how they can reinvent themselves when their content is stale or how to have a greater audience on social media. You helping someone doing that also helps remind you of the basics and it reminds you of the fundamentals. Helping someone has a huge benefit to you and not only them. Solution number four is take control. Take control. I'm sure quite a few of you have heard of the horse and rider. If if not, I'm gonna bring in some of my coaching background to explain this. So the horse is your subconscious mind and the rider is your conscious mind. It's very interesting if you think of a horse and a rider of the horse or the person who is in control of the horse. They're supposed to also not only be the rider, but also the driver. And what happens is, is that the horse, if you think of, if you know anything about horses, and I know very little, but if you know anything about horses, I've done this, I did this trail ride with my husband and it's so awesome. If you guys haven't done that before, that may be something you might want to do as a great little date night, but anyway, or a date day. But so we went riding horses and we did this trail ride. Now it's very interesting. These horses just follow the trail. That's all they do. They follow the trail. If the trail walks them off a cliff, they'll walk off a cliff. Wherever the trail goes, the patterns that they learned, that's where they'll go. That's exactly how your subconscious works or how the horse in this example works. Without direction from the rider, which is you, or the driver, which is you, the horse will do whatever it needs to protect the rider. Just as I was mentioning as a trail horse, the trail horse will do whatever it takes to stay on the trail. That's what they've learned. And that's including if it's dangerous, that includes if it's not wise, the same thing our subconscious does for us. So that includes using fear or guilt or procrastination Anything that our subconscious mind can tell ourselves to say, I'm trying to keep you protected. But instead of saying, hey, I'm trying to protect you, it's saying, oh, you should be afraid of that because you've never done that before. You should be afraid of that because there's obstacles in your way. Or you should feel bad because other people don't have the ability to do this. Or you should feel bad because you are not good enough. Or you can get to that whenever That's just something that's not too important. Whatever your mind has to tell itself, 
in order to stay on the trail of the patterns that it's been set, whatever your mind or your subconscious mind has to tell its conscious mind. So let's go back to solution number one as far as taking it personal. So when you see someone going down the path or the trail, like the trail horse just following the trail of negative self-talk and dogging themselves out and using fear and guilt and procrastination in order to hinder themselves from solving a problem, you give them different ideas so they can create a pattern and a habit so they can change it. That's exactly what that trail horse needs. That trail horse needs a new trail. That's the same thing for your conscious mind. It needs to reprogram your subconscious mind to have a new trail, new patterns, new habits. So that is created by the rider or the driver. So take control, drive it, drive the change in the patterns and create the habits and the horse will carry it out. Your subconscious will carry it out. Make the rider the driver, not just a literal rider that has no control. Make the rider the driver. So it's the same way we drive home. You know how we drive home and we just get in a car and we're just driving along and we're just moving along or we're cooking dinner and it's just done or we've gone through an entire day and you're like, wow, I don't really remember half of it. It was all a blur. And that's literally because our subconscious mind has taken over because we've already set patterns and habits in place. So all we have to do is reprogram those patterns and habits so we can take control of our problem. If the problem is solvable, brain dump all the possible solutions, get help if you need to get help, develop a plan of patterns and habits to correct the problem. Okay, now solution five, positive alternatives. Don't think of your alternatives in a negative manner like, What if this doesn't work? Or I don't think I'm good enough to make this happen. Instead, ask yourself, what alternatives will I be happy with? Instead of thinking of the negative of what if it doesn't work, think what alternatives would I be happy with? That's it. What alternatives will I be happy with? Of course, you're still saying, what if this doesn't work? But you're not saying that. You're saying, what alternatives will I be happy with? And How can I remove those obstacles? So think, how can I remove the obstacles? Don't think in terms of what are the obstacles. Think, how can I remove obstacles that could occur? So think in terms of actually fixing the problem, not just focusing on the problem. It's bringing knowledge to whatever the obstacles are, but it's not focusing on the obstacles themselves. It's focusing on removing them. So again, I'm going to repeat that. It's focusing on removing the obstacles, not just focusing on the obstacles themselves. When you think about positive, positive alternatives, I want you to think really colorful. I really want you to think outside of the box. For example, if you have your heart set on a pitch that you've been putting out there or a proposal that you've had out there and you keep getting a no and you keep getting a no and you're kind of like, what's the alternative to a no? Well, it's not a total get out of here, go away. I'm going to put a restraining order on you. 
okay, so we're good. That means that there's still possibilities. So if they tell you no, or if you keep getting a no, think of other ways. Actually ask them, come out and actually ask them, hey, I know that you keep giving me a no on this, or I know that this doesn't seem like the direction that you wanna go on this. How can I change your mind? How can I get a yes from you? Is it someone else that I need to talk to? Do I need to change directions? Do I need to have a different spin? Maybe I need to try their competition. Sometimes it's best for us to go to the competition and present to them and then come back and say, hey, I have done this work with this person, that person, and that person. Would you be interested in trying out my services and finding out how it's worked for them as well? That's just an example of how we can turn situations that seemed like a problem. We weren't getting a yes, we were totally getting no's, but if we stop, pivot and go do something different, that is a positive alternative. Years ago, I used to make candles and I loved, loved, let me just be honest. I'm not gonna say I loved, loved making candles. I started to say I loved, loved making candles. No, I loved what it was doing. I loved how it made me feel. I didn't necessarily love making the candles, but I loved how it made me feel. But when I was pregnant with my daughter, I could not stand the smell of the candles being made especially a few of them. There's just a few candles that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just sick to my stomach smelling this candle and I could not make it. And it happened to be one of my best selling candles. It was a problem that I ran into and I just left it there. And I was just like, oh, I'll just wait until after I have my daughter and then I'll come back to it. And and I tried all kinds of different alternatives. I tried to get other people to make the candles for me. I tried to hire a company. I tried to do all kinds of different things. And I just decided, you know, none of these actually smell like my candle. My customers knew I didn't make it. So I did not want to be a fraud and sell them my candles when they could clearly tell that they weren't made by me. And I have no idea what I was doing. I recorded myself as I made them. I did everything that I possibly could think of doing. I wrote down everything. I did everything. But for some reason, no one else could duplicate the candles. One of the things that I could have done to solve that problem was to pivot on maybe training other people how to make their own candles. I could have gone into course creation. I could have done all kinds of different things without ever even, I could have started a candle making podcast. I could have done so many different things and never even touch another candle myself as far as the whole making process where I had to smell the candles. I could have literally done video and done everything and not actually had to smell those scents that were making me sick to my stomach. Instead, I ended up waiting till after my daughter was born and thinking, hey, I'm gonna get right back to business. I'm gonna start back to making the candles, but everything changed. Even though I was looking at everything I did, What I was doing, I could not duplicate over again. I was having a hard time getting the fragrances back where they were. I also had a hard time because I lost contacts with my suppliers and some of them went out of business in between the time that I was pregnant. So therefore, 
I was kind of caught off guard and I wasn't able to grasp myself and I lost the business. And that was one of the things that I really hated because that was something that at the end, I felt like a failure because I really enjoyed the results that I had. It was something that I could create and I thought it was something that I could do and stay at home with my daughter and be able to raise her. But my entire business mind had to pivot into something totally different. So that's just one example of how to remove an obstacle and how to think what other alternatives I'd be happy with. The final solution I'm gonna give you today is own it. Whatever the results, you own it. Now we're gonna think positive about this like we talked about before, we're totally positive. So you own it, you own the results. And what did you learn? Regardless if everything went perfect and went way better than you desired, always jot down what you learned because that becomes a part of your origin story. Your problems becomes your testimony. It becomes a course later. It becomes something that you could share to help someone later and just make sure that you've built a plan that you can measure the success of your decision. There's nothing worse than you solving a problem and not really knowing that you solved it, but you did and you didn't know it and you're still working on solving it. So really in the very beginning, just make sure that you've built out your plan to be able to measure your success. What makes this problem solving situation a success? How do I know that the problem is solved? And own the results. Whenever you own it, you feel the responsibility for it. And even though you own it and it kind of makes it more personal, it's really more like you just were able to give a huge donation as an anonymous donor to your life story. So there you have it. You have just been given six smashing solutions to solve or handle any problem. So you go out and handle it, solve your problems. Let's just do a really quick recap just so we know where we are. Solution number one, don't take it personal. Solution number two, clearly define the issue. Because remember, if you can't clearly define the issue, is it really an issue? Pay it forward. Do something to help someone else out, even in the midst of your problem. Solution number four, take control. Make sure that you are not only the rider, but the driver so you can change the patterns and the habits so you can solve your problem. And number five, positive alternatives. So think of the positive alternatives in a way that you're setting yourself up for success. How to remove your obstacles versus focusing on the obstacles themselves. And then the last solution of the day is owning it. Make sure that you learn from your results, own it take responsibility. Whatever problem you've ever had, make sure that you are learning from that problem, how you solved it, how you could have done better, the other steps that you could have taken, who else could have helped you. Own it. It's yours. So that's it. We have another podcast down and I am so glad that you stuck around and you listened. And hey, I'd like to know your thoughts. If you guys apply any of these or all of these problem solving methods to your life, to the next problem that you have. I'd love to know your results. Please share your results 
reach out to me on Instagram. It's at Total Fit Boss Chick. Let me know how these techniques worked for you. Send me a DM, send me a message. Let me know and we will work through your particular problem. So that's it until next week. Bye for now. As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Bye for now.